This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. And don't forget you can email questions to our next guest in Parenting Today, 9 to noon at rnz.co.nz. Text them to 2101 or tweet them at 9 to noon. We're looking at the importance of food for babies and toddlers, with nutritionists saying, choose a chicken dinner over chicken nuggets. Registered dietitian Claire Wall leads the nutrition and dietetic department at the University of Auckland's Faculty of Medical and Health Sciences. She's been involved in the Growing Up in New Zealand Longitudinal Study, which has followed children from birth to... 11 years old. The research has provided a valuable snapshot of what Kiwi kids are consuming, including that 50% of nine months old, uh, nine month olds had eaten junk food. Professor Wall stresses the importance of early nutrition and aims to find ways to support parents to ensure babies have an optimal diet to get the best start in life, to develop good eating habits and to help prevent obesity. Claire, good morning and welcome back to Nine to Noon. Oh, Morana, Catherine, thank you for having me on the show. Could you explain a little bit more about the research that's been happening and what's prompted it? Um, Well, we have this wonderful um, cohort study called Growing Up in New Zealand, and basically the study has followed uh, women when they were pregnant, over 7,000 women, they were 28 weeks pregnant, and their offspring who are around 11 years of age now, and we've been very fortunate to get information on the women when they were pregnant, but also on the children during this time on uh, what they eat. And so we've been able to kind of track their eating habits and look at some of the factors that are associated with those eating habits over time. And this is really important in the New Zealand context, particularly in infants, because we have very little information in New Zealand on what babies eat. Um, We've got small cross-sectional studies around the country, but not on this kind of scale. Um, we've got very good breastfeeding data that we collect, that Plunkett collects and the ministry collects, but we don't really have much information on what babies are eating. So there's a lot of children surveyed here. You've got a really good picture. More than 6,000, I think, children surveyed by the age of, of nine months old. Yeah, absolutely. Six, nearly 6,500. Yeah. So what did it reveal for you? What were the standouts? Well, what we sort of wanted to look at was what um, babies were being fed and how that compared to what we recommend them to be fed. So in New Zealand, we have the Ministry of Health uh, guidelines, food and nutrition guidelines for different ages and stages. Um, And so we compared what they were eating to these guidelines and we sort of created a score, if you like, taking into account the different uh, indicators in the guidelines. And what we found, the top score that could be achieved was 100, and we found that um, not very many babies uh, were achieving the perfect score of 100. Um, 70 was the average score, and almost a third, though, of the cohort scored 80 or more. Um, so, that, so that was really good. What we found that, um, I suppose, the research found that infants had a high, high adherence to about five of the 13 feeding indicators considered um, in the study. Um, But some of the kind of things that I suppose that we did find were that about 50% of the nine-month-old had eaten sweets and chocolate and hot chips and potato crisps and things that aren't generally recommended for infants to eat uh, by the time they were nine months of age. And also about a third of them weren't, uh, you know, uh, were eating fruits and veggies twice a day, but not as many as we would 
um, like or as many as that, or you know, that was recommended by the Ministry of Health. Could we get a little bit more specific then about to get a high score or to get a low score? What 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 do you regard as some of the essentials? What were you looking for in a good, healthy um, uh, nutrition for for a baby this age? Well, they were based on the the indicators were based on what the Ministry of Health recommends. So that includes the breastfeeding recommendations. So exclusive and the recommendation is to exclusively breastfeed babies to around about six months of age and then continue breastfeeding um, to at least one year and and two years and beyond as mum and baby wishes um, to introduce uh, you know uh, solid foods around six months of age and then there's a recommendation of the different types of solid foods and particularly around um, you know introducing fruits and vegetables uh, introducing uh, protein-based foods you know, before seven months of age. And so there's a, quite a number of indicators that we use to develop the index uh, for this study. Um, and also uh, not only sort of foods that should be introduced, but the sorts of foods that we, we recommend aren't introduced, particularly adding um, sugar to foods or foods with added sugars in them. Uh, and also foods that contain salt or adding salt to food. So there were some of those other indicators as well that were included in our score. Do you learn any more? Like, I'm not sure how detailed or the nature of the research, but do you learn any more about the situations in which babies this young might have had sweets or crisps and, and, and how often? Um, and, and why perhaps? Is it sometimes used to soothe? Or do we learn any more qualitatively? Um. Yeah, so we did have some indicators in, in our research. I mean, I just think that we we basically found that these foods were introduced and in, in, in different groups introduced more often or the babies were having them more frequently than in other groups. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think that if you're um, consuming them as part of a family or at home um, with other people in the house, um, then, it, it, you know, if other people are eating them, then often maybe people feel it's okay to introduce or give a little bit of these foods um, to babies. Um, but it's something that obviously we recommend isn't, uh, doesn't happen because babies already have a very innate taste for sweet stuff, particularly because of these breast milk is, is very, very sweet. Um, and it's probably, you know, in the past, it's a bit like with salt. It's an evolutionary thing that we craved um, sweet stuff and, and salt as a means of survival. Whereas now we live in, a, in an environment where sweet foods and salty foods are plentiful. And so um, we now need to have to think about limiting those sorts of foods that we um, give to for all of us, but particularly um, that they're inappropriate to give to babies. We don't want to develop their sweet or salt tooth any further because... Um, they already have that and we don't need to in- encourage it or the liking for those foods. It's similar to a lot of the research that's been done, and I'm not sure if there's an overlap um, about antenatal mum's um, um, diet and um, b- before birth when pregnant. And I know people get get fed up with hearing it in some ways. It's like mums can't catch a break. But if you think about Sir Peter Gluckman's work and the Liggins Institute work, there's clearly a connection in what carries on through life. And I'm not sure whether these early months are equally very important for um, for for nut- the nutritional trajectory, or, or certainly the health trajectory, do we have an an, an overlap between the two? Totally. I mean, they are it's just a trajectory, as you quite rightly say. It is a continuum from you know prenatal, during, 
pregnancy and during the first two years of life. Um, the, we often coin that, you know, the first thousand days. Um, and we see that nutrition is integral, you know, important across those whole first thousand days in terms of ensuring optimal growth and development, but also behavior, eating behavior. Um, so, yeah, as that work in the ligands has, has proven uh, the importance of prenatal nutrition and antenatal nutrition, we also know that it's incredibly important in the first two, you know, first two years of life as well. Did you mention with salt there's a particular issue with uh, infants this young that their kidneys aren't really formed to be dealing, developed yet to be dealing with salt or, or much salt? Mm. So when a baby's born, their kidney function isn't as developed as, a, as an adult. And so it's still developing during that first year of life. And we, um, when we eat too much salt, you know, as an adult, we're very good at uh, regulating and, uh, the amount of salt that's in our body and we excrete excess salt that we don't need. And so a baby hasn't, their kidneys aren't quite up to that level of being able to do that. So if they consume too much salt, they're not so able to excrete it. And so they can have, you know, uh, issues with um, higher levels of sodium, which can be a, a problem both immediately but also long term. You mentioned that first thousand days. We know it's so vital for so much brain development. Uh, it set, really sets up so much for uh, for a, a newborn and, and, and for a, a, a young baby, such a pivotal start of life. When it comes to nutrition, what is it that is most needed? And then in what foods um, and in what kind of balance of foods is this to be found? Because we know that feeding... Um, infants and you know toddlers for that matter um, can be particularly challenging and there's a lot of people who try and assist with different strategies for trying to get the right nutrition Um, but what is it that is optimal for babies and for toddlers through in those first uh, thousand days? That's a really really good question and and I and I totally agree with you there's a lot of um, you know, parents really want to do the best for their infants and their toddlers and their children. And there's, there's a lot of information out there and there's a, a lot of it, you know, uh, parents just do their best and there's a lot of guilt a, a, around that. And I'd hate to kind of put more pressure on parents. I mean, in terms of optimal nutrition, I mean, I think that the guidelines and the Ministry of Health guidelines really, which are evidence-based, are very clear that we know that breastfeeding provides the best start in life. And if possible, to try and exclusively breastfeed babies to around six months of age and then start introducing solids um, is the kind of optimal uh, form of feeding and continued breastfeeding in the first year of life, um, if possible. Um, in, terms of the, in terms of the foods, um, it's recommended that babies are introduced to, um, you know, uh, cereals, fruits and vegetables and protein-based foods um, quite quickly from six months of age when they're introduced to foods, but also from ensuring that the texture is correct. So from going from, you know, purees to soft lumps to harder textured foods. So that's also quite important in terms of development, getting them onto the right textured foods. And then as they progress onto a greater variety of foods, just ensuring that those foods, again, aren't highly processed with regards to having a lot of salt, Uh, or sugar in them or um, uh, um, uh, some of the more unhealthier fats. And then as as 
through the first year of life, getting into the second year of life, again, encouraging um, healthy eating habits, which are kind of more than adopting the family eating habits and family eating environments. And so, again, that's sort of looking at trying to ensure that, you know, toddlers have uh, plenty of a variety of foods, including fruits and veggies, uh, whole grain cereals, uh, protein sources, which could be meat-based or non-meat-based if people are vegetarian or vegan, and ensuring that they also get a good calcium source, um, so dairy products or, or the equivalent. So it's really getting them onto the variety of foods to ensure that they get all the nutrients that they require and getting them to develop the right feeding habit, eating habits, if you like, and, and particularly in that first year of life, getting them onto the right textured foods as well. In terms of brain development, I mean, 80% of the brain develops in the first two years of life. So the brain is requiring huge amounts of energy and huge amounts of nutrients to develop appropriately. And some of the key nutrients there, particularly, is iron. And so we know that iron is taken up in those, uh, by the brain in those first um, two years of life and is really important for optimizing brain function. And so foods that contain good you know, amounts of iron, um, obviously meat is a really good source of iron, but um, if people don't eat meat, then ensuring that, that infants and toddlers get appropriate meat, uh, iron-rich foods, um, such as green leafy vegetables um, and cereals and um, uh, uh, pulses and legumes. As well as solid food for babies, did you also look at breastfeeding and at formula in this um, 6,500 strong um, group? Yes, we sure did. Um, so we tried to understand about, one, about the exclusivity of breastfeeding, so how many babies were exclusively breastfed to six months as per the Ministry of Health guidelines, and then how many of them went on to continue on to be um, breastfed, and then how many of them also um, consumed formula. So one of the main sort of, um, I suppose, things that we found in this study was about 15.8% of the infants were exclusively breastfed for six months. So the target is around about 50% exclusively to six months. So that's still um, reasonably low. What we did what we did observe though was that there was a really good initiation rate to breastfeeding. So about 98 point something percent of these infants started breastfeeding in life. It's just that it, it started to tailor off over a certain period of time. Um, and, you know, one of the big or the key reasons for that is uh, returning to work. So, um, you know, parents having to return to work and finding it difficult to continue breastfeeding um, and also having other dependents um, to look after. All right. Um, what is your view on the commercial baby food pouches? Going back to what we were saying earlier that you're not wanting to have too sweet a tooth, you're not wanting to really um, uh, trigger those salt and, and sweet uh, drivers any more than are innately programmed. What was your view on the use of the commercial baby food pouches and what goes in them? Yeah, so this is this is um, creating a lot of interest uh, globally at the moment. There's quite a lot of people doing research trying to look and understand about the pouches. So I suppose the pouches have come about for convenience issues. So obviously it's really preferable to go back to basics basics with baby food and you know make your own at home etc but we've also got to recognize the practicalities of this so convenience foods does have a place but it's how much is used and the sorts of convenience foods that are used for babies and I think the biggest concern about the pouch is, is because of the pouch format 
is that the, the stuff that goes into the pouch tends to be pureed or very soft mush. And so what uh, research around the world has shown is that babies um, are being fed these for quite long periods of time. They're also being fed them out of the pouch. So babies are given them to suck on, if you like, which isn't recommended. It's actually recommended that the, the mush is squeezed out of the pouch into a bowl and then baby either feeds themselves or they're fed with a, with a spoon, etc. Um, so there is this concern about the overuse, the long-term use of the pouches and the types and the lack of texture of food that's been consumed through these pouches. Um, the other concern about that is if you're eating a lot of puree food or a lot of mush and you're not having to chew much, it's very easy to overeat. So it's very easy to um, eat more than you ordinarily would if you were chewing the same sort of food, but it was a different texture. So there's quite the University of Otago is um, actually just about to start a, a study to look more closely at this and to look at how that issue around chewing or lack of chewing can impact um, oral motor development. So that will give us some greater insights, I think, in New Zealand. But there's quite a lot of research around the world looking at this. You, one of your simple points is don't go for the chicken nugget. It's, you know, go down to, to a, a, a chicken that has been... Um, cooked or a chicken piece that has been cooked on the oven preferably um, rather than going to the fast food version which what may have things added a lot of things added I, I wonder yes. what yeah I, I wonder what you do having learned what you've learned here what's the best approach is it an education re- approach often um, is it just trying to make sure that people have got the best information? Not everyone's got the sort of the chemistry backgrounds to know exactly what they're going to get from this or that food. What's the best way to practically help while also accepting people are under time pressure? They're going, yep. um, they're going to do things sometimes that are suboptimal, but a part of doing what they've got to do in life. Like, what's the best way to use this information to support parents? I mean, it's total, I really agree with those points. I and mean, we have the, you know, the optimal situation or the, the recommendations, but then we have to, you know, operationalise those. And everybody, as you say, tries to um, do their best and wants to feed their babies the best but and young children. But um, there are the practical elements. I mean, people are really busy. We are much more dependent now on convenient foods. Um, and eating eating away from home and therefore not as likely to know what's in our food. Um, and and food isn't just about providing us with nutrition and health. I mean, food also has a very vital and important role in providing us with, you know, a, a social function um, as well as, um, you know, we for pleasure. We don't just eat because we know that eating a food is going to provide us with nutrition and health benefits. So we have to take all of those things into account. And so... I think, you know, we need to do the best for our babies and young children as we can, but we also need to be realistic about it. And so, therefore, there is a place for some convenience foods um, in, 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 you know, early uh, nutrition. Um, But it's how often we use it and then the types of um, convenience foods that we're using and feeding to our babies. So, to me, it would be, you know, obviously trying to limit the amount of of foods that are high in salt and high in sugar, um, added sugars, to infants and young children, trying to limit those. Trying not to use sweet foods as a reward or for for comforting children so that their eating behaviour doesn't become associated with those emotions as well. And then thinking about variety just in 
trying to provide a, a varied diet where possible. Um, it's also really important to try and ensure that babies getting and young children are getting all the nutrients that they require. But I mean, this this is a, something that we all need to own. It's not, you know, it, there's the it's around access. So for a lot of parents, having access to that information and having access to those healthy foods so that they can provide those to their, their infants and children, which is a is a much larger issue for New Zealand. We can educate at an individual level and provide information and support, but actually it's also around about the environment that our infants and children are being brought up in and how we can best improve that environment so that they have better access to healthier foods. I think that's also really important. Thank you very much. That is Claire Wall, registered dietitian, leads the Nutrition and Dietetic Department at Auckland University's Faculty of Medical and Health Sciences and has been involved in the Growing Up in New Zealand Longitudinal Study.